I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. I am very happy that you're here today. We're gonna to start out the show today talking about signs and symptoms of mental exhaustion. So many people are getting exhausted, especially since what we've been through the past couple of years and how we haven't had a break in the news cycles. We've had uh, shutdowns, we've had masks, we've had viruses, we've had wars. And a lot of folks are just exhausted. And so especially if you're watching news, uh, news can be exhausting because there's what's called a news cycle. And in the cycle, there's always new stuff coming in. And so you, 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 it's almost there's no time to process the last report and there's a new report coming in. It's how news works. I'm in the media business. I understand this. So we're going to talk about signs and symptoms of mental exhaustion, what to do about it. Then we're going to talk about menopause. I've never done a show on menopause before. We're going to talk about menopause, what works, what doesn't work, a lot of good stuff there. Even if you're not going to go through menopause yourself, uh, you may, I'm sure you know somebody who has or will, and that's going to be important for you to deal with. So let's talk about mental exhaustion to start. It's like physical tiredness, only it's your brain. And if you've been mentally exhausted, you understand what that means. It tends to show up uh, when you focus on mentally tough tasks for a while. You just can't focus. You can't get things done. You can't concentrate. You might feel it's kind of a, a brain drain, and you're always on alert and stressed out. And that's dangerous because there's two types of nerves in the body. Sympathetic nerves speed you up. Parasympathetic nerves slow you down. Two types of functioning nerves. And when we're mentally exhausted, we're running in the sympathetic mode. We're running in the stressed out mode. And, but we're tired all the time. So we're in hyper alertness, but we're exhausted because that sympathetic nerve system can only run for so long until you're just struggling to try to make it work. And these are bad things because your job, your children, your family, uh, people you take care of, all are being affected by your mental exhaustion. So there are things we can do to work on this. And that's the good news. So, One of the signs you start to see is you get real angry or impatient. You just don't want to deal with people. People get you mad. I've heard people, I don't like people. People aggravate me. Well, yeah, we all get aggravated by people sometimes. But mental fatigue can put you in a bad mood. You may be short-tempered or irritated. You snap at people. It's hard to control your emotions and because you're just mentally drained. And little things that used to not bother you now do. And that's a real dangerous place to be because life is, can be aggravating. And you don't want to be aggravated by little things because then you can go off the handle. You can say things you don't mean to say. But you can also hurt yourself and others, physically, emotionally. So just be careful and start noticing that. And if you notice it in somebody else, this is the tough part. How do you bring it up to somebody? Because if they're mentally exhausted and they're already on edge, when do you do it? You have to look for an opening. This is decorum. I grew up in New Jersey. We were not taught this. <laughs> we didn't have filters. So you have to start thinking about it. When's a good time? And something you can do to help somebody else is put their situation on somebody else. You know, this guy at work, Joe, man, he is just mentally exhausted. He's real on edge. He's, you know, he, he snaps at people all the time. And I'm not sure what to do about it. Any suggestions you might have on how I can deal with this guy at work? When in reality, you're talking about that person. 
then you'll find out what works for them. Well, if it were me, man, what I would do is I would do this, 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 and this. And then you could offer the person the suggestion that they gave about your, your, your hypothetical coworker there um, to help them. And it really works. It's like the old joke. You say, you know, uh, you know men and women, uh, if, if a guy asks a girl, where do you want to go for dinner? Anywhere. How about Mexican? I don't want Mexican. How about Chinese? I don't want Chinese. Yeah. And so the, the joke is that you say to the person, guess where I'm taking you? I'm taking you to your favorite place tonight. Guess where I'm taking you? And they say, ooh, Mexican. Yes, yes. And then you move on and then you, you, you know where to take them. So you're asking them for advice without asking them for advice. It's very simple. So that's a little trick, by the way, too. It works. Guess what I'm taking you? What, the, the one thing you can go for tonight for dinner, what, what, where would it be? Chinese. That's where I was going to take you, to a Chinese restaurant. And they get all excited because they think you're, you're paying attention to them. And you are. It's a little subtle, little gameplay there. But ask the people about advice for someone else. How would you d- help me deal with this person? And that works out real well. Another sign of mental exhaustion, you just can't get your work done. Now, I'm a huge note taker. I have sticky notes. In fact, if you know me personally, uh, you know I'm the, hu- the biggest fan of sticky notes in the world. I have them in my car, I have them in my house, in my, my kitchen, my bedroom, uh, my office. And if I have to do something, I have to write it down. And when I write it down, I have this thing that happens. When I get to throw the sticky note away, I feel good. And I don't like sticky notes, although they're everywhere. And so I'm motivated to get rid of them. And so it's a little game that I've learned that works real well for me. Uh, they have sticky notes that are sticky all the way across the back. Because I found I was using the ones that just had a little strip of stickiness on them. They kept falling down, blowing away. Um, the ones that are sticky all the way across the back, those are amazing. Greatest thing ever invented as far as I'm concerned. But that's going to help you get your work done. And then you don't have to think about it. I make a note. All right, I got to tell Joe to uh, call Bob or whatever. I make that note. I don't have to keep thinking about it in my head because that's mentally exhausting. Now, I go so far as in my shower, I have a writing pad that writes underwater. I'm a scuba diver. And so I took this writing pad, and it cost eight, 10 bucks, whatever it is, and it has a pencil stuck to it, and you could put that in your shower. And you could write, because when do you get great ideas? In the shower, right? And you could write down, oh, I got to remember to call Joe, whatever it is. And then you have that note, and then when you're done with the shower, because you get out of the shower, go, what, what was that I was supposed to remember? I can't remember what it was. Now you have that problem, uh, problem solved. So that's a little trick that you can do to just take some mental exhaustion out off your, off your plate by writing things down. Now, maybe use a computer, maybe use your phone, whatever your system is that works. I like sticky notes. I guess I'm old school. Another issue, and I've had this happen with patients already uh, and staff members, uh, they zone out. You look at them and they're staring at the wall. And this happens a lot with kids too. Because it's tough being a kid. And I don't think there's ever been a tougher time to be a kid than now. Emotionally, physically, of course, there was a lot more tough, tougher times than now. But emotionally, there's so much input. The brain can only process so much information. And with so many screens and, and TVs and computers and so many different apps and so many different uh, social medias, uh, it can be exhausting for the brain. And so it's a good idea to, you know, I, uh, Timothy Leary, if you're old enough to remember, he said, tune in, turn on, and drop out. Well, I don't, he talked about LSD. I'm not talking about LSD, of course. But you can tune in, turn on, and drop out uh, by dropping out of social media, by dropping out of the news cycles. Give your brain a rest. Watch some mindless television. Read a book. Go for a walk. Um, get your brain away from that constant social media input because it stimulates pleasure centers in the brain. When you're scrolling, 
you're stimulating dopamine receptor sites. Uh, dopamine is being released to be absorbed by dopamine receptor sites. You're getting high from this. You're getting a lot of pleasure from it. And it's really hard to stop. And so they've done studies already where, uh, and I talked about this, and I don't remember the study, so please don't ask me to quote the study. But it was one study I read that if you lose your phone, the same part of the brain is affected as if you lose a loved one. That same part of the brain is like, oh my God, that, 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 that fear, that loss, that anger. And so just consider that you might be addicted to your phone or addicted to social media, and you might have to zone out. If it's causing you to zone out when you're supposed to be working, you may have to zone out and, and drop out of social media. And you could just set a time. I'm going to check my phone twice a day. I'm going to check my phone four times a day. Whatever it is, but don't constantly be staring at it. I have that problem. I stare at my phone a lot. So if I'm somewhere, I'll take my phone and flip it over. This way I can't see it. And I'm still tempted to look at it. But if it's flipped over, that solves the problem. So we're talking today about signs of mental exhaustion. Because, again, we've all been through a lot lately. And mental exhaustion is now kind of setting in. It's becoming a norm. People don't want to socialize. I have a lot of my friends. I just don't want to go out. I just want to stay home. And that's dangerous. In fact, I had a dinner with a buddy of mine the other day. And we got done early. And he said, I don't want to go home. He said, if I go home, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit my fat butt on the couch and I'm going to fall asleep. I don't want to do that. So again, that's signs of exhaustion again, where there's no time to rest. So he, we just walked around. We hung out afterwards and just went for a long walk. So if you start wanting to not socialize, if you're comfortable just going home and zoning out at the couch, that can be a sign that there's something wrong as well. So becoming antisocial and, uh, is an issue. And it's okay to acknowledge these things. Here's what I want you to understand. It's okay to say I'm mentally exhausted. It's okay to say I have a drinking problem. It's okay to say I need to work on being more social. There's nothing wrong with any of this. It happens to all of us. And then you say, okay, what do I do about it? So step back, look at yourself in the third person and say, how am I going to address this? Why is my body malfunctioning? A lot of times you can't sleep well. I just did a report on that. I was a guest on my friend Eric Von Hessler's show. And one of the reports was uh, people are uh, stressed out much more stressed out now. We're laughing. Oh, what a surprise. But one of the reasons that they found in that one report was that people aren't sleeping as well as they should. So if you go to our website, drjoe.com, and just listen to the show we did on sleep. Uh, Just type in sleep in the search bar. We did a show on it. And we talk about all the things you can do to try to get a better night's sleep. One of the problems I have is if I go to bed too early. If I go to bed too early, I wake up too early. I wake up two o'clock in the morning, I'm wide awake. And then if I do fall back asleep, then I'm tired again. So try to find out what the best bedtime is for you and what time you want to get up. A friend of mine, she goes to bed five, six o'clock at night. And then she gets up at three o'clock in the morning. And she's like, I'm tired all the time. Well, you got to move that sleep cycle back a little bit. But listen to the show we did on sleep. There's a lot of good tips on there on what to do about that. Sleep can be caused by uh, chemical issues. Of course, caffeine can keep some people awake. Um, drinking too much fluid in the evening because you got to get up and pee and that disrupts your sleep cycle. Uh, if you just get up and pee and go right back to sleep, probably not that big a deal. But if it becomes an issue, a little trick you can do, especially for men as we get older, the prostate gets a little larger. You don't hold the urine like you used to, is stop drinking a lot of fluids around three o'clock in the afternoon. After three o'clock, you can have a sip or two here and there, but don't drink a lot because then you have to get up and pee. 
Now, teenagers, of course, if you remember being a teenager, uh, you could drink. We drink, a, you know, I used to drink alcohol. I haven't had it in a very long time. But, you know, you're trying to be cool as a kid and have some beers. And I just remember waking up and just peeing for hours, it seemed like, because you slept right through it. Well, muscles get weaker. Bladder gets weaker. It's okay to start altering your lifestyle to do that. And so alcohol can also affect your sleep as well. Alcohol also affects your testosterone level. So testosterone is a hormone. It builds muscle mass. It gives you energy, uh, but not just your biceps and your triceps. Your heart's a muscle. Your blood vessels are muscle. Your colon is a muscle. So alcohol can lower your testosterone levels. Testosterone levels drop. Estrogen levels, relatively speaking, increase, and estrogen levels cause you to lay down fat. And fat then starts producing estrogen, which counteracts testosterone. And there is no one thing that you ever do that affects the body in an isolated way. Everything affects everything all the time. And so if I drink alcohol, lowers my testosterone, raises my estrogen, estrogen causes me to lay down fat, fat produces estrogen, estrogen can affect my mood swings, and that can help uh, contribute to mental dullness, okay, or burnout. We're going to talk about uh, uh, menopause coming up next, so this all kind of ties together. So alcohol is not a thing to help you sleep. It actually just makes you pass out. And it doesn't really get you into that deep REM, that REM sleep, it's called the dream state, where you get that really deep healing sleep. Because the body heals when it's resting. And that's why as an athlete, I've had people already that work out too much. And I'll say, guys, you're beating yourself too hard. You're not giving your body a chance to recuperate. You've got to give it a little chance to break and heal. And sleep is that time when that happens. So if sleep's an issue, we've done shows on that, drjoe.com. Type in sleep in the search bar. Listen to the shows. I probably did a pod- podcast or a blog on it as well. And you'll get some good tips as well. Pain is a big reason why people are mentally exhausted. Anybody ever had chronic pain or even long-term pain for more than like a day or so? Exhausting. So along with everything else, society and food and finances and inflation and gas prices and uh, new cycles, if you're in pain, That's one of the things that oftentimes we can control. I'm the only chiropractor in the state, as far as I know, board certified in chiropractic, orthopedics, pain management, and double board certified in nutrition. I think I'm the only one in the state board certified in in pain management. And so we're very big on managing pain, not just because it hurts. Most pain clinics treat the person because it hurts, and they're successful if they can numb the pain. I look at success in our clinics as getting to the cause of the pain not just treating the symptoms. I am perfectly fine with you treating the symptoms. If you need medications, if you need injections, if you need PRP, if you need uh, uh, ablations of the nerves, absolutely, if you need it. But in most cases, you don't. Not all, but most. So we can get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. And that's what we do in our offices. So if you are a pain patient, not a pain in the neck patient, if you are a pain patient, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, headaches, muscle weakness, anything that has to do with pain, we would love the opportunity to see if this is something we think we can help. So if you'd like to make an appointment, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb, the Atlanta area. Go to our website, drjoe.com, D-R-J-O-E, make an appointment. For our listeners, well, the most normal visit is $712. For our listeners, we've reduced that to $299. I know, I've made you an offer you can't refuse my friend Johnny would say. He's a makeup artist out in Hollywood. I'm going to make it off you can't refuse. That's consultation, examination, x-rays, first treatment, 
on a second visit going over all the findings and a complete nutrition evaluation. The nutrition evaluation alone is worth about $150. The x-ray alone costs more than $299 in some cases. So if you'd like to make an appointment, drjoe.com. We accept people with all insurances. Sometimes there's in-network coverage. Sometimes there's out-of-network coverage. Sometimes there's no coverage. We're going to work with anything we can that you have to try to make it work for you. And if you're ever in a car accident, folks, I'm begging you, please. If you're ever in a car accident, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. So if you're serious about wanting to get well, drjoe.com, we would love that opportunity to work on the nervous system, the digestive system, and your diet. Those three things contribute to mental dullness, mental burnout. You have to have good nervous system, good digestive system, and good diet. Regardless of anything else you do, when it comes to healthcare, you have to have those three things. Sometimes you need other treatments. That's fine. But without those three things, you're not going to get the full effect of the other treatments. You're not going to get all the benefits you can unless you have nervous system, digestive system, and diet working the best it can. So drjoe.com, please go there. Make your appointments right away. Other signs and symptoms you're mentally burned out. You start making bad choices, whether it's in family, whether it's with romance, maybe it's with food, drugs, alcohol. You just start doing unhealthy things. Because when you stimulate the part of the brain, these unhealthy things that stimulate the dopamine receptor sites or dopamine being released into receptor sites, you're getting high from it. And when you get high from it, it gives you a little bit of relief from that mental exhaustion. It's just like depression. You get a little bit of relief, so what do you want to do? You want to do it again. And you want to do it again. And you never get that same high. We talked about that last week of chasing the dragon. You get high the first time, and the, and the brain downregulates itself. The brain said, oh, my gosh, that was such a rush. That's too much excitement for me. I'm going to downregulate so I don't get that excited anymore. And so now you keep trying to get the brain excited like you did the first time, and it's really hard to do that because the brain is protecting itself. It's downregulating. We talked about that last week when we talked about food addiction and how the brain downregulates, and you need more and more stimulus to get the brain excited again. So same thing happens with mental dullness. Your brain keeps down-regulating and down-regulating. And so it could lead to things like depression as well. Now, if you're depressed, first of all, admit it. Nothing wrong with admitting that you're depressed. It's okay. We all get depressed. Go to our website, drjoe.com, type in the words depression, anxiety, and we've done radio shows on this. And listen to the shows. We talk about the supplements that might help. We talk about uh, fixing the stomach. If you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, your stomach may be pushed up against your diaphragm physically. And physically, we need to pull it down and release the stomach away from the diaphragm. Uh, I had a patient come in the other day, a medical doctor, and he drove like two, three hours to get here. And he says, Doc, I listened to your show. He says, I've never heard in the medical world the things that you're talking about. He says, it's like a whole new world out there that I've never heard of. And again, admitting, and I had, interesting, two medical doctors back-to-back as patients, and they both said the same thing. They're like, I've never heard what you're talking about in the medical training that I've had. And some of these guys are really high up there in medical training. And one doctor had digestive issues. He says, I've spent over $20,000 on my stomach, and no one has ever explained to me why I have it. He goes, and I understand the testing, and I can't understand why I have it. And when I explained to him the stomach up against the diaphragm, we could physically pull it down. He said the three words I love anyone to whisper in my ears. He didn't whisper in my ear, though. That makes sense. What you just said, Doc, makes sense. 
because the stomach is, a, is an organ and it can physically move out of place and we can physically pull it back down in most cases, not all cases. And the stomach breaks down proteins and proteins break down into amino acids and amino acids become neurotransmitters and neurotransmitters make the brain work. And so anxiety, depression, bipolar, ADD, ADHD, I've even had suicidal patients. When we fixed their stomach, the brain was essentially rebooted and started working again. So we're talking about mental exhaustion. The mental exhaustion could be because you're not absorbing enough nutrients. You might be eating enough nutrients, but not absorbing them. Most people, when they're mentally exhausted, don't even eat the right nutrients because it's easier to eat the bad food and, and stimulate the dopamine receptor sites and get high from it. So the best thing you can do, step one, people say, Dr. Joe, what's step one when it comes to my nutrition? Get on some quality supplements. The supplements I say we should start with are Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. They're two powders, a scoop of each every day. They taste great. I shake it up with some coconut milk, almond milk, drink it. Uh, this morning, I threw a half a frozen banana in there just to get crazy because, woohoo, I'm nuts like that. Uh, throw some cinnamon in there. Cinnamon helps stabilize the blood sugar. Uh, Kylon cinnamon is the best one. Somebody asked me the other day, what's the best cinnamon? Kylon, C-E-Y-L-O-N. Uh, we don't sell that. Got to buy it at the grocery store. And put a half a teaspoon or a teaspoon in there if you want to just to zoop it up a little bit. And that's the minimum supplements you should be taking. Now, if we're exhausted, there are certain supplements that can help give you energy, and hopefully we can get you off the coffee, the cigarettes, the other stimulants. So nitric oxide is amazing. Nitric oxide opens up your blood vessels, which can help lower blood pressure, but it also increases circulation to all parts of the body, including the brain, the sex organs, uh, the liver, the spleen. So nitric oxide, I say take one when you first start. See how you feel that day. Take it in the morning. Next day, take two. Next day, take three. Next day, take four. See what level you're good at. The bottle says take four a day. That might be a little too much for you. So start at one, two, three, four, and then see what level works best for you. So before I do radio shows, before I give lectures, before I give presentations, I, I do continuing education for doctors all around the world. I teach them. I'll take some nitric oxide. Helps my brain work, but also gives me a lot of energy. B-complex. Also very good for energy. Dr. Joe's adrenal support, very good for energy. So I take Super Greens, Essential Source, Nitric Oxide, B-Complex, and adrenal support. If you do that combination, you should get a lot of energy, but it's not going to be bad energy like coffee or cigarettes or drugs. It's going to be medicinal, helpful, healthful energy. So why wouldn't you want to get benefits and energy instead of negative side effects and jittery? That's the difference. And I find that by doing that, it really helps with mental fatigue because it increases circulation, gives the brain the raw materials that it needs. Uh, if you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, you might want to come see us so we can pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm. Hopefully it'll work for you like it's helped thousands and thousands of other people. And so we want to get the nervous system, digestive system, and diet straightened out. And the nice part is when you come see us as patients, that's what we work on. We work on those three things on every one of our patients. I had a workers' comp case come in the other day, and the insurance company said, you can only treat her low back, you can only treat her for six visits. Well, that's ridiculous, but we have to do what the insurance company said because it's a lawsuit involved. And I said, I'm going to do nutrition workup for you. We're not going to even charge you for it because it's part of your treatment plan. And uh, I said, the insurance company doesn't care about this, but I do because I don't care about getting you out of pain. I care about getting you well. And she was so excited because she's been for four years now. She's been in pain. Nobody's been able to help her. And she said, too, she goes, no one has ever explained to us, well, her, the way you guys have explained to me what's going on and then hopefully what we can do to go ahead and fix it. 
So if you want to get to the cause of your health problems, we would love the opportunity to work with you. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. You can just go to our website, drjoe.com, book your appointment right there. And normally the first visit is $712 for our listeners and anyone they refer, it's $299. It's an offer you can't refuse. Exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, going over the x-rays on your follow-up visit, a, a nutrition evaluation. Uh, yeah, we want to get you well. So drjoe.com, you can book it right there. Please follow us on social media. My handle is at Dr. Joe Esposito. We post a lot of things. We do podcasts on social media. Uh, and we want to have that access. We want you to have access to all that information. So again, the website, drjoe.com. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.